All right, it's Thursday. This is Diamonds and Hashmarks, another DNH episode coming to you on a Thursday. I am the host and producer, Alex Pichardo. And I'm the co-host, Peyton Pichardo. Yeah, Atta boy, that's a streak. You've done it three shows in a row now. That's good. Um, on Yay. fire, honestly, at this point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Diamonds and Hashmarks. Uh, pretty, pretty simply stated in the title of this show, we cover uh, diamonds, baseball. We cover Hashmarks, football. We love the Jags. We love the Red Sox. Um, kind of feel like we had to reset everything considering that the World Series ended last night. We're definitely getting into that today, but uh, from here on out, up until, what, February, when pitchers and catchers report, really, most of our baseball conversations are going to be purely speculative. Mm-hmm. You know, lots of yeah. speculation, if you will. Um, but I, we're not going to do a whole lot of that today. Uh, I I thought about asking you for your way too early baseball prediction who wins the world series next year but if you had to who would you pick oh my gosh um milwaukee brewers uh okay i don't well i mean i i felt it was okay to wear the red sox hat today just because it, it's a new season red sox to the world series 2024 we're winning i'm saying that right now loud and proud craig I have no idea who the guy is, but are you kidding me? You're telling me we're not winning the World Series? I, I, think I don't know. Any, see. Anybody could say that. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be Red Sox Brewers. Brewers still win. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, um, it was yeah, lot, lots to do today. Yeah, well, you're already on the Pete Alonso to the Brewers train anyway. So mm-hmm. if that happens, we're going to you, you should buy a lottery ticket the day that happens. You should. Right. You honestly right, should. Right. Yeah. You, you said before we started the show that you were drinking hot chocolate again. But you're I not did. sick. I right. was previously under the impression that you only drank hot chocolate when you were sick. I do. Um, I also drink it when it's cold. Weather's kind of cool here as well. Mm. Uh, we were in the 60s. Nice uh, job, Florida. So, nice job, Florida, right? Um, so I felt like it was needed and I hadn't had hot chocolate in a while. So it was like, you know what? Let me tap in real quick. Okay. All right. Cool. So Peyton's drinking hot chocolate. I'm drinking coffee, just feeding caffeine addiction over here in Gainesville, I guess. But, uh, if, if you are listening to us, honestly, quite honestly, I, I'm, I'm shocked that you're listening to us. We appreciate it though. Share it with a friend. Give us a five-star review. Uh, you could also go listen to what's up doc or uh, Nest.Pod. Tons of interesting content over there. I know that Nest.Pod actually recently linked us to their Spotify page, so I need to figure out how to do that for them. I'm behind in the tech game right now. Um, I'll get there, but if you want more content like this show, go check out those shows. Uh, Hit them up with five-star reviews as well. Don't give us a five-star review, though, if you don't think we deserve it. If you don't think we deserve a five-star review, don't give us a review at all. Uh, because the five-star reviews really drive the algorithm, um, and it helps the algorithm figure out who to recommend the show next to. Uh, Diamond Hashmark on Twitter, Diamonds and Hashmarks on YouTube, Instagram. Uh, throw in at gmail.com on the end of that, and that's how you can reach us to let us know what you think about what we think. Um, I will maybe reply to you there. Depends on what you say. But if you had an outrageous take, if you felt like I said something that was ridiculous, uh, said something ridiculous that you want to defend and say, no, I think Alex was right in thinking that Florida had a shot against Georgia, 
that's where you send that to. I would very much appreciate it. Kind of low on self-esteem after that take and, and after watching that, uh, I almost said it backward. After watching that uh, game and, and just that blowout, it wasn't good. I, I didn't I didn't enjoy watching uh, mm-hmm. as much as I did. But without further ado, uh, you're wearing the Rangers hat. Clearly, you're still celebrating less than 24 hours after, but the Rangers won the World Series last night, the first time the Rangers organization has ever done that. And very clearly, that's what they set out to do two years ago, two off-seasons ago, when they spent the money for Corey Seager and Marcus Semien. Within, I think, a 48-hour period, they dedicated most of their payroll at the time to those two guys, brought them in and said, look, this is the mission. We're trying to win a World Series, the first one for Texas. Uh, If you're afraid of that, don't sign with us. And they signed. And here we are, a year, two years later. The Rangers Mm -hmm. did it. How about that? They did. Yeah. And it's a sweet victory. You know, I mean, we saw what they were doing in uh, 2011 and 2012. Was it my getting this year? I know 2011. I think so. Yeah. Um, We saw it. We wanted it to happen for them. Didn't really happen for him uh, in 2011 because uh, David Freeze is him. Um, yeah. oh, wait, back, I don't, back did you day. catch that last night watching the final out when Spores had two strikes? The announcer said, the Rangers have two strikes again. Like he, wow. he said that he said and it. I caught it so fast and then I moved on because the pitch happened. But he said wow. that and he said, the Rangers have two strikes again. Uh, with one out left in the World Series, like something like that. And I, yeah. I forget the exact wording, but as soon as he said that, I was like, is he calling a David Free shot right here? Yeah. Imagine. So imagine that would happen. That was bonkers. Yeah, uh, that was bonkers. But I forgot about that. So cool. So cool. You love it for this. Man, you are throwing that thing back. I'm done with it. Yeah. Yeah. With as far back as you're tipping that, you have to be done with it. All right, so Peyton's done with his hot chocolate. He's ready to go now. Um, yep. You love it for the city of Arlington, though. Mm. Uh, they finally got their World Series. You hate it for the city of Phoenix. Yeah. Because you, it, you played 179 games, essentially, to get to this point. And mm-hmm. second place. I mean, second place is first loser. Yep. Do you agree Indeed. with that statement? Of course. Okay. Yeah. Well, the first loser, Dang. I think, man. Who was the first loser in this playoffs? No, I think the first loser is always the Oakland A's. Yeah. Yeah. Just that general situation. Okay. (laughs) Um, So let's go ahead. Yeah. Let's start with game three because we still got to talk about game three. Game three happened on Monday. Um, We saw Max Scherzer start against, who was it? Brandon Fott? Fott, yeah. I think those were the two, yeah. Uh, and then Scherzer gets pulled early. Like, how many innings mm-hmm. did he last? Like, only two or three, something like that, right? Two or three, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it looked like at one point there was a ground ball that was hit back towards the mound, and the ball bounced off his back. And I know that he had been dealing with back issues prior to the game, and that was why yeah. he was kind of iffy to start, I guess, that game anyway. Um, so I, I just think his back tightened up on him after he took that ball off his back, but... Um, yeah. If anybody's going to tough it out, you would think Scherzer would because uh, he struck out twenty with a black eye, but he didn't. Yeah. So obviously, like it was bothering him. Yeah, yeah. If he's coming out, so um, honestly, when Scherzer came out, I thought, okay, 
the Diamondbacks have this one. Is that kind of what you thought too when Scherzer leaves the game early, like the second or third inning? Because in the past, we've said whoever starting pitcher turns in a better performance on any given night is who's going to win the game. And Max Scherzer right. left by like the third inning. Did you think yeah. the Diamondbacks like had a shot to win or, or won that game when Scherzer came out? Yeah. Um, immediately, I thought no. Uh, I don't know why it didn't make sense because, like, when you lose to a guy like Scherzer, who's been kind of doing okay in the uh, in the postseason, and you know he lives up to those big expectations, I was looking at it. I was like, I don't think this is the worst thing to happen for Texas. Like this, this can still be achievable. Um, we saw how the bullpen has been doing. I mean, it, it got him to the World Series uh, all yeah. throughout the playoffs. Like this, this bullpen has been really, really strong. Yeah. So let's let's talk like, about that for a second. Yeah. Actually, like you bring yeah. up the bullpen. They noticed, hey, our bullpen is good. It's not great. We need to add a piece. How about like looking back on it, hindsight 2020, the guts mm-hmm. it takes to deal for a Roldish Chapman before the All-Star game. Yeah. Like looking back at that move, it that that was genius to do that. With the yeah. year he was having with Kansas City, getting him as early as they did, I think that's what mm-hmm. got them enough wins to take the wild sure. card. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So and he, I, and he, bulked, he bulked up too. Oh, like, uh, he's always been huge. Well, I, I don't know if he's he, no, he has been huge. I'm not denying that, but like, bro yeah. is juiced. <laughs> oh, wait. So you're saying that something else may be going on there? Not so that something else is going on, but it's just maybe. Hmm. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, he, his his arms look bigger than usual. That's what. That's all I'm saying. Okay. So yeah. you're saying if Aroldis Chapman's foot size grew, then maybe something else is going on. Possibly. Possibly. Anyway, the guy's huge. He's throwing pitches 102 miles an hour. I think we mm-hmm. saw that at some point during the series. Clearly, he's still got it to, to a certain degree. But yeah, game three, let's get back to it. John Gray comes in to finish mm-hmm. what Scherzer started. I, I, the last time I heard John Gray's name was when he was with the Colorado Rockies. That's where I remember him from. I didn't know he was in Texas. I didn't know he was coming out of the bullpen for that. John Gray shows up, and he's displaying fastball command, just getting the job done. Suddenly, after thinking, well, the Diamondbacks may have won this, I think, well, John Gray, of all people, is standing in their way now. Yeah. (laughs) So that was impressive. He put up a a really good performance. Yeah. Uh, To do what he did on such short notice. Because you got to think. Scherzer gets into the dugout and within two minutes, the commercial break is over and the, the next inning is starting or the next half inning is starting. Yeah. You got to think somewhere in those two minutes, they went from Scherzer's our pitcher to calling the bullpen and saying Scherzer's done, get gray loose. So now John gray has to go from, I'm probably not pitching in this game unless we get to extra innings to my team needs me to go in and shut the door good luck <laughs> yeah good i mean you're you're kind of on your own out there and and he went yeah. out there and he got it done so i mean hey hats off to john gray for doing the job he did uh yeah. but it was always Corey seager always always Corey seager i don't know why we've gone the entire season essentially up to this point like knowing Corey seager was there but not necessarily talking about him being a professional shortstop, six three six four shortstop and left-handed hitter that he is. Yeah. He is he is impressive and we saw that on display. I'm sure Rangers fans know that. 
Oh yeah, but his I have ability spent... to adapt in the batter's box to meet meet the bat with the ball in various locations, whether it's high or low. Like I'd never seen. Well, I probably have seen something like that before. But like the way that he did that in the World Series in these in these playoffs, it was it was amazing. Like yeah, I think uh, when I think of great left-handed hitters currently in the game i think jordan alvarez and i think michael brantley both of them over in houston jordan alvarez just strictly power like a good hitter uh obviously yes he does hit for average as well not everything he hits is a tank um he's Mm -hmm. not kyle schwarber out there he's he's a good well-rounded left-handed hitter and i think the future for jordan is bright michael brantley has been doing that for years hitting for average, hitting for power, just a professional hitter that knows the zone and is going to get on base and make solid contact with the ball. Yeah. Where does Corey Seager fit in this, you know? Like, because clearly, Corey Seager is a professional hitter, and I don't think we can say, no, he isn't. Like, I don't think we can argue the fact that Corey Seager is a professional hitter. I mean, does he fit into that conversation? I think so. I think after this series, it kind of proved it. Best yeah. left-handed hitter in the game. It's one of Jordan, Brantley, or Seager. Seager, yeah. I agree with that. Maybe some recency bias involved with that, just because Possibly. we have yeah. very recently seen a lot of Corey Seager, but it was always him. The two-run bomb in Game 3 really kind of sealed it. I felt that that game was very close for a very long time, obviously with the final score being 3-1, to one, but the yeah. Rangers won a close one in Game 3. Uh, and then we saw the news come out that Scherzer and Adolis Garcia have been mm-hmm. taken off the roster going into World Series Game 4. So yeah. you're thinking, where does the offense come from at that point? Like, yeah, Corey Seager's still in the lineup, but at any given moment, he's only good for, or in any given game, he's only good for four at-bats. And Adolis yeah. Garcia was that other guy in the lineup. Right, because uh, Semyon hadn't shown up yet. Yeah, but... Semyon had been struggling the whole entire uh, playoffs, and it, it only took these last couple of games here to finally like adjust and um, get right to it. And he showed that. Yeah, he he got it done that that mm-hmm. last game, but no Garcia, no Max Scherzer, and I think the only thing that gave the Rangers a fighting chance through the rest of that series, if it was actually going to go seven games, was the fact that the Diamondbacks had run out of starting pitching. Mm-hmm. And now they have to go with a bullpen game in game four. I mean, the series yeah. is 2-1 at this point, And they didn't have anybody they could turn to. They had already used Gallon. They had already used uh, Fott, Merrill Kelly. They had already used those guys. They had to survive the bullpen game and then the next game to get back. Well, I mean, they had to survive the bullpen game to to get back to where they needed to be, yeah, in in their starting rotation order. But um, that game never felt close. Yeah, it was like eleven runs in the first three innings. I want to say yeah. right or ten yeah. runs. And that's ten runs the first three yeah, that's when I texted my buddy uh, who lives in Arizona, has been a lifelong Diamondbacks fan. I texted him, uh, "Hey, wellness check. Just wanted to see how you're doing." And then. Uh, then he said, I, I turned it off at 5-0. I saw it was 10-0. If it gets to 12-0, I'm punting the next trick-or-treater. And, oh, and I, I, don't, I don't know if the next trick-or-treater got punted. 
or if he never knew that the score actually did. Oh no, it, it never got to twelve. It, it was it, eleven it to seven. But. Yeah. Um, eleven seven the final. Andrew Heaney did his job. That was that was ugly. Yeah. Pretty ugly there. Sorry. From there, I think the whole series just shifted because you go out there, you know that you you know that you don't have Adolis in the lineup. You think you have the advantage. You fall ten runs in the third, and now you're like, okay, well, like I don't know what's happening. Yeah, what's going on here? So I think that's when it shifted for sure. Not a good look if your pitcher for the next day, Zach Gallen, is on the iPad preparing for the next day. Like putting together the stout, uh, scouting report. That. Yeah, I, not a great look. I mean, I'm not saying that that's unprofessional or whatever. What I'm saying is that's not where you want to be. No. Yeah, not. you don't want to be going for it on fourth down in the third quarter. Mm. Um, you, you don't want to be prepping for the next game down 11 in the third inning. Uh, yeah. But that game was over very quickly. I don't really have a whole lot more to say on that. It was just ugly. Yeah. I didn't I didn't watch much of it. If I'm being totally honest. Game five. Uh dude, Nathan Avaldi. It looked like he was the first five innings of that game, the Diamondbacks went five for five with putting a runner in scoring position. Yeah. And Avaldi was always fighting. Yeah, it didn't I, matter. That yeah, the guy's a postseason hero. Mm-hmm. For Boston and for the Rangers. Yeah, he he got it done when it mattered most. When did it Not matter sure. most? When there was another runner in scoring position, and he, uh, he he kind of took inventory of what was happening, what was around him, and he said, "Well, if anybody's going to get it done, it's me." And then he got it done. Well, well granted, Red Sox Nathan Navaldi was throwing 100 miles an hour in the World Series. He wasn't doing that. Uh, I know. Yeah, which is it's crazy. <laughs> like, look at how dominant he is in this day and age with technology with a 95, 96 mile an hour heater. Yeah. Now imagine if Nathan Avalti had this figured out back in the day when he was throwing 101. When he was throwing 98 mile an hour cutters to Alex Bregman. Yeah. Ridiculous. Uh, the guy's Ridiculous. talented, and, and this at this point in his career, he's turned the talent into actual technique and finesse, and he's not just trying to blow it by guys anymore. Like, that splitter movement off the fastball is insane. So hats off to oh, Nathan Valdi. Yeah. He got it done. But I thought this was the one game where if we were going to see a starting pitcher turn in a good performance, the better performance, and lose, I thought it was that one because Zach Gallen had a no-hitter through six innings. Yeah. And Couldn't believe that. they lost. Yeah, can't understand how that happened. Like, if if you were... Peyton, if I were to come to you and I were to say, mm-hmm. hey, through the first five innings, the Boston Red Sox, each inning had a runner in scoring position, at least one guy in scoring position. Yeah. And Chris Sale went out there and he threw six no-hit innings. Did we win the game? I think for everybody out there, the answer is yes. Obviously, yeah. we won the game. We're getting guys in scoring. Like, I didn't tell you how many we scored. I just said we had runners in scoring position each of the first five innings, and the ace that we threw out there threw six no-hit innings. Did you win the game? Obviously. Right. No, yeah. No doubt. I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, of course we did. Like, why wouldn't we? Like, when you you dominate on both sides of the ball, you should win the game. Yeah. Could you ask for anything more, though? 
No, it, honestly, if you were like, Arizona. No, like they up to up to that point, they played a really good, uh, really good game. It was like very good defensively. You had Gallon on the mound there, like it was it was it was wild, absolutely wild. Yeah, and like I don't know how they lost that one because I thought, gosh, going into it, like in the, I think going into the six, I'm like. Diamondbacks are going to win this game, and we're going to be going 3-2. <clears throat> was that the last game? Was that going to be the last game in Arizona? Was that three? Or was that the final yeah, three? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was going to go back to Texas, and then Texas will win it then, and then we, I, we yeah. will take it to a game seven. Alex, you and I were like, this is going to seven games. Yeah. Um, and it changed quickly. Yeah. But if you're sure. Arizona, like, you couldn't ask for more out of Zach Gallon. You mm-hmm. know? He yeah. did what you needed. Like, Six no-hit innings, yes. I think he went into the seventh a little bit, and that's where he gave up his first hit. Somewhere in there, I think he wound up giving up the first run, and he gets out of that inning or something happened. I, I can't remember the exact sequence of events there, but man, I, I just feel so bad for Arizona and Zach Gallon there just because you did what you needed to do to put your team in a position to win. The other guys were just better. Yeah. Yeah, uh, well, here, to be blunt, sure. the other team had Corey Seager. Yeah, right. <laughs> and you didn't, yeah. I feel like that's the Iron Man and Loki. I have an army, we have a Hulk. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like Hulk. that's kind of what it was. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we have a Hulk. His name is Adolis Garcia, and... No, 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 his name is Corey Seager, actually. Yeah, so yeah, many dudes Seager. on that team. If I think if somebody was going to win the World Series... Um, with just sheer determination and grit and not taking no for an answer, I guess it was going to be the Texas Rangers. Yeah, mm-hmm. so many guys on that team at, at the end of the year, uh, Scherzer, Jordan Montgomery, who didn't start the year with him also, Peyton, yeah. next year they have DeGrom. Mm-hmm. Do they bring back Montgomery, yes or no? Uh, it, it's it, It's not like the team is in shambles going into next year like we ordinarily see with teams where they sell out for one year and then they're they're dead in the water for the next five or six no i think this team is built to continue to compete it's just a matter of getting the rest so um i i don't know about you but i uh watching late in that game i think oh okay no 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 from (laughs) taylor's version from the sixth inning on i i felt like perdomo kept getting up to bat and kept striking out. I felt like we saw nothing but Perdomo taking strike three on the outside third of the plate. It doesn't look like Perdomo can cover that, and the Rangers exploited it. For sure. It also yeah. looked like the game was over when the ball went underneath Alec Thomas's glove in center field. Oh, that was awful. I saw yeah, that. Like and the I was game. Like, how do you, how do you like you got it? You have to get in front of that. Like I mean, I know you're taking an angle on it as well. Like, but yeah. Come on. Like, you have runners on. Because you, you know yeah. he's squaring the ball up to get the ball in for a competitive throw home, and and it just, it was bad. Yeah. Because the ball squeaks it, underneath, it, it rolls to the wall, Corbin Carroll's running after it, hats off to Corbin Carroll doing the right thing, backing yeah. it Jonah up. Jonah Heim, but... I thought was going to go home, depending on uh, how uh, Cattell Marte was throwing it in. I was just like, he's going home. So yeah. I was like, yeah. what is happening? Just didn't look good. And then uh, Seawald came in there uh, in the ninth, and he's been their closer all year. He's gotten the job, yeah, gotten the job done. But I, you have to score to win, and they didn't yeah. do that. So and then Simeon um, with a bomb to left field, and he <laughs> that yeah, 
that, he, that's uh, you want like, to talk okay, about? Okay. He barreled it up. Yeah, he barreled yeah, that thing I, up. He sent it. To left I was field. at Top Golf. I was at Top Golf last night, and I was watching the game. They had it on the big screen in, in the uh, the lower level. I was watching it. Saw the home run uh, because we, we 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 had just finished. Um, uh, we were, we were there for like two hours. Just um, we just finished, and I saw the home run. I was like, all right, let's go. We 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 don't have to watch the rest of this game. I know he's gonna win. And I drove home, yeah. and then I got the notification. Rangers win. So yeah, like. Glad we left. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. it was, and it was closing time, and I didn't want to like be there and like waiting and stuff. So, uh, a true gentleman, chivalry true isn't gentleman. dead. Chivalry so, isn't dead. Yeah, Marcus Simeon. As while we're talking about him, the Rangers yeah. played 179 games this year, and Marcus Simeon was the leadoff hitter in all 179. Bruce Bochy got to pencil in Marcus Simeon, the same guy every single day to play second wow. base. Well, yeah. I mean, and probably DH at some point near, but. How about that? Yeah. How about the consistency out of him? Man, it's something, man. And I, I think some of that probably is like, hey, you're you're getting paid, you're getting paid to be here. We're trying to make a World Series run. Like, are you in? And he was like, I'm all in. Um, pencil me if you need me. Mm-hmm. And all those games, 179 games, lived up to it, man. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. You hope he keeps it up next year. Um, yeah. Of course, Seager. So. Walks away with the World Series MVP, and I know mm. before the series started, I said it's going to be Nathan Ovaldi if this series goes seven, because then that means we've seen him three times, right, or something yeah. to that effect. And Corey Seager walks away with it. Now he's mm. done that in the National League, and now in the American League, first player to ever do that in both leagues, World Series MVP. Like, how about yeah, that? And, That's insanely rare. Yeah, second player to do it for uh, separate teams. Um, I think. Reggie Jackson did it with the Athletics and the Yankees, and he did it with the Dodgers and the Rangers. So, I mean, I love it for the guy. I absolutely love it. Like, deserves all the credit for for the offense in the World Series. Yeah. Absolutely. And, I mean, stealing game one from yeah. the Diamondbacks. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Electric. I, I know. Hey, not not a whole lot to say because it, it's all there. You want to know why the guy won World Series or the World Series MVP? Go watch his highlights from the World mm. Series. He oh was gosh, the team, yeah. basically. So that's where um, I feel like um, I forget who the announcer is, but um, that's where I that's where I feel like he should have done the Legend Gross uh, call mm. instead of the Adolis Garcia. But I totally get why they did it for Adolis Garcia before he got hurt. Oh yeah, but absolutely. The Legend Gross. Yeah. yeah. That's uh that's the Rangers' first ever World Series win. Woo! Yeah, Let's moving go. on to a better place. They're no longer stuck. Years in the making, man. They finally did it. I know. Yeah, they are. Uh, they're leaving the San Diego Padres behind, and the rest of that and grouping of Tampa teams. Tampa Bay Rays and the yeah. Mariners, and gosh, who's the next team to make it out of that? Oh, because yeah, you got to think. That's actually a good topic. Yeah. Man, I feel like I feel like the Padres they, are going to be buyers, so they're not going to. It's not going to. No, that. no, no. Here, this isn't on our run sheet, but we actually do need to talk about this because it's baseball news, not related to the postseason. Sure. Yeah. The San Diego Padres were out of compliance mm. with the debt to income ratio. Like yeah. they signed so many guys for so much money and deferred these payments. I think. I think. Um, or, or exceeded the luxury tax by so much. Mm-hmm. Um, the, they essentially, in order to comply to make Major League Baseball happy, had to get a $50 million loan. Like they, they were 
not short cash flow. Like they had the money to pay off these uh these contracts that they signed guys to, but yeah. to satisfy the debt to income ratio requirement that Major League Baseball has, they mm-hmm. had to go get fifty million dollars from a bank. And now they're gonna make payments to the bank just so that they can hold that cash so that Major League Baseball doesn't get like upset at them for being out of compliance for X amount of days or whatever. Right? Wow. They've already expressed that they have to shed close to fifty million dollars. Yeah. Like in in salary anyway, this upcoming offseason, regardless of that loan. Soda like just to, to for things to look Soda better. Soto to the Sox Soda is what I'm saying. <laughs> no, but we've also had that conversation uh pop up recently of hmm. Tatis and the Yankees. I guess they've had the preliminary discussion. Or it, it was Tatis, or it was Soto, somebody. Soto, but, it was Soto to the Yankees. So, yeah. Hey, hey, I, McMillan, I forget his first name. He's on Twitter. He's a Red Sox guy. And he said that oh, Xander Thomas, Bogarts. Thomas yeah. Yeah. Xander Bogarts leaving the Sox and signing with the Padres, costing them so much money for Juan Soto to get traded back to the Red Sox, is where yeah. I find my peace. Yeah. And, and and that's honestly the only scenario that makes me happy. Um, yeah. But before we get too far off track, obviously, yeah. like the Padres are stacked for the future, but they also got a lot of pay for the future. Mm-hmm. The Rays have been good multiple years in a row. Um, the Mariners yeah. made a playoff run. It doesn't sound like they're interested in getting a whole lot better very quickly. So I we're going to save that topic, actually. Yeah, let's save that. Let's save that. Let's hold on to that. I need to look into that more. But... Um, Bruce Bochy, before we wrap up this baseball conversation, that's his fourth World Series. Um, his, his first time doing it with a different team other than the Giants. And so now we're starting to move into this. Okay. How good of a manager is Bruce Bochy? Like very clearly all the rosters that he's coached to a World Series are very talented. Yeah. How much of that credit goes to Bruce? Man, gosh. Definitely don't want to say all because it's not all all of him, but and Yeah, you know Brian think, Wilson. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> Brian Wilson is a dude. Oh man, I forgot about him. Alright, um, but I think just having a managerial presence like Bruce Bochi in the clubhouse. And I think uh this was something that was said last night. Like, um before before spring training even started, he was like, guys it's us. Like we, we have to be, we, we have to be the ones we have a star stacked lineup. It's gotta be us this year. Like, let's go out there. Let's go take it. Um, and we've just seen in the past of how much success Bruce Boshi has had 2010 world series champion, 2012 world series champion, 2014 world series champion, uh, even, even number of years, even number. Um, so yeah, I mean, doesn't go all to him, but I mean, just having a managerial presence there, mm-hmm. it's got to do something, man. And yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. Um, there's something in the Bruce Bochy water, something, something about mm-hmm. it that gets these teams to October and perform in the right way. So, yeah, uh, for sure. I mean, I don't know how many more World Series the guy's got to win before we start having the conversation of is he the greatest manager of all time? Mm, but yeah. I mean, he's got to be close. I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know who else would come to mind for me. 
Um, I know for us, for us, our generation of baseball, it's, it's a different conversation because like uh, we're not necessarily going to immediately think of the Joe Tories and, Mm -hmm. and those sorts of guys. Um, But Bruce Bochy got another and I'm happy for him. He came out of retirement for this. Honestly, not going to be entirely shocked if he retires again. Like he he did the job they signed him to do. So yeah, and then if he, um, he goes back into retirement. And shout out to Chris Young, uh, the GM too, man. Um, former yeah. Texas Ranger, tall, lanky guy. I remember him. I, I saw him like in the beginning of the postseason. I was like, oh yeah, it's that guy. Forgot. Yeah. Um, the old six ten guy that throws straight over the top like this. Right. Yeah. 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 So. Um, yeah, it was good for him too. Cause he was, he was with those teams, uh, when, um, they were trying to get it in 2011, 2012, actually another guy, um, who, uh, was, uh, in there in 2011, 2012 was Nelson Cruz. He announced his retirement today. I don't know if you, uh, I don't know if you knew that, but yeah, I saw done. that. Yeah, yeah. Something like 464 homers. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot. It's not yeah. too bad. Not too shabby. How so. many of them were roids, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, probably thirty um, percent of them. <laughs> something like that. I don't know. Uh, let's yeah. let's do a little buy seller hold real quick before we move into football. Buy seller yeah. hold. The Diamondbacks will be back. Ooh, put me on a hold for that one. I don't even know. Yeah, I mean, they got to keep their core. Yeah, because I core. am allowed. Yeah. Because I am allowed to hold, I'm going to hold. But if I had to buy or sell, I would sell. Because, number one, they weren't supposed to get this far anyway. Yeah. And I, I understand that they were doubted each and every round because they should have been. Like, they, they weren't the team that people picked because right. of the roster deficiencies that they had. And, and they performed in each and every moment and took advantage of every mistake up until game three or four, somewhere in there. Like, very well played, but up until that point. Saying a team in today's playoff format gets back to the World Series, that's iffy. Um, so, Houston, so I would Houston's hold. Houston's done it. So, I, but Houston's a different machine, though. Well, yeah. Like we know who the leader of the clubhouse is in Houston. Their manager, obviously, they're replacing. I think they go with AJ Hinch. I think they bring him back. They go back to him. Um, yeah. yeah, I think they do. But that roster is built differently. The the Diamondbacks. I I hope this wasn't a one off thing, but I mean. I hope they're good again next year because somebody's got to start winning the NL West other than the Dodgers. Yeah. So, um, buy, sell, or hold, the 2024 Texas Rangers active roster is scarier than the 2023 roster. Active, that means you got DeGrom, Adolis. DeGrom's back. Adolis is healthy. Scherzer is on another year. Yeah. Evan Carter uh, is in the Evan outfield, Carter. but not somewhere in double de- A. Yeah, not Jonah Heim and Austin Hedges, I think, are on the roster. Can't remember mm-hmm. if Austin Hedges is a free agent. Yeah, I can't remember either. But yeah, I would buy. For the, how many for wins? Yeah, how many wins is Max Scherzer and a healthy Jacob Degrom the entire year good for? More than what they already had, you know? Yeah, like yeah, the roster's scarier, but does that translate to more wins? Who knows? I I think so. We shall see, man. Yeah. Um, Buy, sell, or hold. The baseball trade deadline is more fun than the NFL trade deadline. Hmm. I'm buying this wholeheartedly. Oh, yeah. 
I'm holding, yeah. I think. Oh, why? Um, because I think it just depends on the season and then like how the contracts match up and like who uh, is um, like like who was on their last year of the contract and everything. Um, yeah, I'm holding because like it, it's it, it's you see it you you see it on both sides like. Um, I don't know. I don't know what if Chase Young was on his last year of his contract or anything, but like, oh, okay. if you're on your last year of your contract and you're trying to move some pieces around, like that, that's that's when you do it, obviously. Um, yeah. And it can be it can be entertaining because like it could be those key guys that you like, some that you've never even heard of, and then they go on to that team and then they do absolutely phenomenal. So I'll hold because. Yeah, I'm I'm buying wholeheartedly just because there are more moves done. Like I understand the business aspect of baseball sometimes does suck, but just because there are more moves, I think it's more exciting. You never know mm-hmm. who's going to get involved. Like I okay. think the only team, I think there was only one team this year that did not make a trade in Major League Baseball. Meanwhile, I think a majority of NFL teams did not make a move. So um, yeah. let's go ahead and start this football conversation, Peyton. Yep. We saw the NFL trade deadline come and go on Tuesday at 4 p.m., and we got a couple bombs, mm-hmm. didn't we? Like, not just your minor players got moved. Yeah. Uh, the 49ers, they, again, uh, last year, it was the Christian McCaffrey deal. This yeah. year, it's the Chase Young for a third-round pick deal. Like, how does that happen? Yeah, I don't understand why the Washington Commanders are allowed if, to pick up the phone. If I can go on, if I can go on Madden and go to the trading portal and put a third round pick for Chase Young and yeah. it doesn't go through, that means that they stole us. Yeah. If, and they stole us. <laughs> Honestly, I, I wanna know what criteria the commanders are using for evaluating their their trades yeah and and if they're not using madden 24 i think they should because i i think everybody knows that man i don't know if they got fleeced because we don't know who that third round pick is turning into yeah but right right now the optics aren't good for washington because chase young suddenly playing opposite bosa is a scary team over there in San Fran. Yeah. And we said that for a while, and then oh, yeah. they lost three straight. Um, but, hey, this is a team that offensively they've got it figured out. Defensively, they're still working on it a little bit. I yeah. think they... Go ahead. Yeah, I texted you, and I was like, you got Chase Young and uh, Nick Bosa running at you um, on the defense. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? If you're the quarterback, you- who? what are you doing? Yeah, they're both I, I coming think, at you. And I think your response was like, I'm throwing it in the back of the end zone every single time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. turning around and playing fetch with them, yeah. essentially. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not standing in the way of that. I'm pulling a Geno Smith when Aaron Donald's bearing down on me. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> oh <my laughs> I'm saying God. OMG. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's what I'm doing. But I think the 49ers defense is one that, like, historically has found a lot of pride in only having to rush four players to get mm-hmm. to the quarterback and play in defense with the other seven that are out there. And they hadn't been getting the job done. Like, I don't think Bosa has a whole lot of sacks. I don't think the defensive line in general has a whole lot of pressures. But, yeah. I mean, they're going to get right back there because if 
if you're stacking your tight end on any given side to pick up the premier pass rusher of a team, like if you're playing Dallas, you're trying to stack that tight end on whatever side Micah Parsons is on. If you're playing mm-hmm. San Fran, you're trying to stack that tight end wherever uh, Bosa is. But right. but now you got to choose. Do you want him chipping Bosa or do you want him chipping Chase Young? So huge get for the Niners. I, I think that'll pay dividends immediately. Meanwhile, yeah. the commanders are going to have to keep waiting. Yep. Because they yeah. don't know what they're doing. They really don't. The Washington I think they football have, team. They have a talented quarterback in Sam Howell. But... They do. And and my fantasy team is riding on Sam Howell doing what he did last week again. Oh, you, you got scary. Sam Howell. I picked him up uh, because my option was, who was it? Matt Stafford? And he's on bye? No, he's yeah, not. Now, now he, mind he you, sucks. he did have that four interception game with, with the Bills, so he is prone to do that. He can't be any lower than Jordan Love, in my personal opinion. I rode with Jordan wow. Love the first couple of games this year, and it wasn't good. It was not good. I, but, I mean, I've already lived with enough quarterback heartbreak, I guess, because I had Aaron Rodgers to start the year mm. and yeah. moved into using Jordan Love, then Matthew Stafford. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, but uh, huge get for the Niners. Uh, I think they fleece the commanders, but we'll see. The Vikings went out and traded for Josh Dobbs. Now, they are still starting Jaron Hall for their upcoming game this weekend, um, getting Josh. Yeah. Uh, at the last I heard, they're still starting Jaron Hall. Not expecting to see Josh Dobbs until the week after um, with um, Kirk Cousins tearing his Achilles recently. Yeah. Was that the guy they needed? So I'll tell you, I, I'll, I'll put it this way. Josh Dobbs has been with the Jags. Steelers, the Cardinals, and now with the Vikings. I think he was with another team before the Jacks. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm pretty sure I want to say Tennessee. Tennessee. He was with. Tennessee. He's been with the Titans. Yeah, but that yeah. was after the Jags, actually. That was after the Jags. Yeah. So he, yeah. he was with. He was on a team before the Jags. Um, I think I could, I could be wrong. Like, are 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 we really going for Dobbs here? Like, what's right. what's going on in Minnesota? Yeah, who's making the decisions over there? Because that wasn't the, the guy. Decision. That was not the guy. I feel like you would have had a better shot if you threw Gardner Minshew uh, back in there. Or but you can't. Like you can't because he's already starting for the Colts, and they're waiting for Anthony Richardson to get healthy. No, I think yeah. they were better off if they tried to go pick up Ryan Tannehill. Oh, Tanny, yeah. Good. Honestly, but right? I think he's coming off an. I think he's coming off an injury. It, 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 but also with that, you're saying that Will Levis is gonna be fine. He is. I well, <laughs> we don't know. But yeah, I, their other option is Malik Willis, who has been ahead of Will Levis on the depth chart the entire time. Who made a lot of good strides over the offseason. So yeah, that's um, true. Yeah, not the guy. Interesting. I don't think yeah. Josh Dobbs is the guy. I think the Vikings are in win now mode. Just, you're not that. Guy. No, he's not. I, the Vikings are in win-now mode. Like, yeah. their window to win the Super Bowl, I think, was last year. And a oh, little yeah. bit of this year. And I don't yeah. think Josh Dobbs is the guy that gets you there. So, uh, you hate to see it. But the Vikings didn't stop there. They also dealt an offensive lineman, Ezra Cleveland, to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Big get yeah. for the Jags. Honestly, Protect I loved it. Protect 16. 
That's what we need. Yeah, got to, got to. So, I mean, we'll see how this uh, trade pans out over these next couple of weeks with the Jags on by. But, I mean, yeah. the guy gets a full two weeks, essentially, to learn the offensive playbook, and then we're throwing him out there. And yeah, it, I know. I love it. But do whatever you can to protect 16. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. So yeah, like, like, like you were saying, honestly, just a perfect time for him to just get ingrained with the culture, just know the playbook and throw him out there when we play the 49ers. Um, yeah. Which that's going to be scary now because now we have Chase Young, Nick Bosa, running to try to go rip Trevor Lawrence's head off. Well, I, Nick Foles shattering his collarbone and shoulder altered my brain chemistry. I don't think I can be traumatized any further than that. On a touchdown pass, though, like it, it looked promising. <laughs> don't don't get me wrong. It did he look good that coll- one time. <laughs> it did look good that one time. He broke his collarbone on a touchdown pass, and then he like was just like, "Why is he not in the game? What is happening?" And then we have Gardner Minshew in there. I'm like, "What is who's going this on? cat? Who, who's, who's a Minshew?" <laughs> Yeah, yeah, who's it? Who's a Minshew? That's great. I love that. So, yeah, uh, it looked good that one time, as you said, but I don't, I don't think, yeah, uh, my brain chemistry can be any further altered from that yeah. if Trevor Lawrence got hurt. Like it, it would obviously be a shock to the system. But not to get sidetracked, but I remember uh, I was at the game. Uh, I was at the Jags game when Nick Foles came back from injury, um, and it was, it was the first time he's back. He's getting back into the offense. Is great. Had a terrible first half absolutely terrible first half booed coming off of the field they bring back Mitchu for the second half mm, <laughs> man i don't remember this part in jaguars history i must have given up early that season but yeah um, but yeah <laughs> if we're talking about teams on fire like that one was let's talk about the raiders over there in las vegas yeah they're uh they're it's just not looking good yeah, hey, that that's a good segue. I like it. There you go. Um, firing who? Firing the general manager, the head coach, and the quarterback. Basically. Yeah. Uh, Aiden yeah. O'Connell is going to be the starter this upcoming weekend for the Raiders. The rookie, he's getting a shot. It's, I think this is a Nathan Peterman disaster waiting to happen. Let's see what we have. All of a sudden, he's thrown five picks. Like I, I picked up the Giants defense in fantasy football. <laughs> And I watched their predicted point total go up after That's they wild. announced Aiden O'Connell was starting. So I'm hopeful, not for Aiden O'Connell, but for the defense. For the defense, yeah. It's, it's a disaster over there yeah. in it's Las Vegas. Because Josh McDaniels, I don't know how he is a coach in the NFL again for a team not named the Patriots. Um, the general manager, I don't know where he finds a job after this because yeah, he but- looked like he made all the right moves until he picked up Garoppolo. This is the second failed coach to come from Belichick. We had Matt Patricia trying to go and see what he could do with the Lions. And then you, yeah. now you got McDan- uh, McDaniels. He, wh- wh- where was he before? He was in Denver. Tried to see what he could do in Denver. didn't work. Tried to yeah. see what he could do in Las Vegas. It didn't work. Yeah. It, it didn't. Was, it, was it Belichick? Was it Brady? What is going on? Oh, it was totally Brady. Oh, yeah. Brady, I think, so. Bra- I think at Brady this point. Has- <laughs> the fun- he could do the funniest thing. Yeah. Why is that? Being a part-time owner. Being a part-time oh. owner. He could make himself quarterback. Make himself quarterback. <laughs> and I'm yeah. retire again. That's um, crazy. But then I, I think <laughs> uh, it's an absolute disaster over there. Ian Rappaport contacted the Raiders earlier this week and said, hey, Garoppolo's healthy. You just named Aiden O'Connell your starter. If Garoppolo's healthy, why are you going with Aiden O'Connell? 
in so many words, I think that's essentially what he asked. Like, what's up yeah. with Garoppolo? And an insider with the Raiders who went unnamed responded to Rappaport and said, he's our best quarterback. Shots fired. If we're calling Aiden O'Connell the best quarterback in the room with Jimmy Garoppolo sitting in it, what did Jimmy Garoppolo say or do to deserve or that? Yeah, right. Gosh. What did he do to deserve that? He played the first seven weeks of the season the way he did. And it wasn't yeah. good. Yeah. I, you, have, you have a Hall of Fame wide receiver in Devontae Adams mm. this yeah. season, and you threw it away? Well, yeah, he, he did. He, that uh, pass game, I don't think he was targeted, or he was targeted like a, for a couple of I think a couple of times he had a couple of yards. But I saw one picture of where like he is just all there out there by himself. There's maybe one guy in the secondary and he beat him. And it was not looked his way whatsoever. Mm. And bro, if I'm Devontae mm. Adams, I'm like, throwing well, my hands up and being like, okay, what's going on? He, oh, he asked he, he did this year. Yeah, he Can did. I get a change in scenery? They said no and fired everybody and didn't trade him. So yeah. free Devontae Adams, honestly. Like I mm-hmm. free Devontae Adams. Free that boy, for sure. The, the Raiders are on fire and the college football world is on fire. At least according to a couple people. Because Ohio State was named the top team by the college football playoff committee in their top twenty-five rankings. Let's go over the list real quick. I'm just going to list off the teams and where they're ranked, and then we're going to dissect it and talk about it. What we see, what are they trying to tell us by ranking teams like this? Because they do that. All right, here we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number one, Ohio State. Number two, yeah. University of Georgia. Number three, Michigan. Number four, FSU. Number five, Washington. Number six, Oregon. Number seven, Texas. Number eight, Bama. Number nine, OU. Number 10, Ole Miss. Okay. I okay. First thing that sticks out to me, only because I said it the most recent, is number ten Ole Miss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are they doing there? I don't know what they're doing there either. Yeah. Um. <laughs> that's very interesting. I was just. I was like Ole Miss. I like. I didn't know Ole Miss was I, like. Let me go check to see if I track. had that wrong. <laughs> actually, <laughs> yeah. He's like. Uh, I, I got to double check right. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. But what sticks out to you? Like, what wh- on that list, other than just Ole Miss, what, what has you like questioning things? What surprised you? Dude, Ohio State. I think this is the big one for me, anyway. Like, what are we doing? I, I, I thought. Well, in the top 25 AP poll, aren't they like there number were, three? There were, there were three. So I'm like, they jumped, yeah. up, two, they jumped up two spots with the, for the college football playoff committee? No, it so, is 10, Ole Miss. Ole Miss is number 10. There you go. Wow. Right, now, now, okay. Don't, don't, all right. don't, don't, don't bash because you'll have Ole Miss fans <laughs> all over your back. So I don't Yeah. Uh, I love you, Notre Dame fans. I love you guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're because ranked you're way too 10. high. <laughs> not in the top 10, but you're ranked way too high on this list. You're number wow. 15. That's crazy. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Before I say something, I shouldn't. Uh, Yeah, OSU jumping from three to one, according to the College Football Playoff Committee. And I think the reason for that, it looks like their justification in these rankings for being the way they are, is they're taking strength of schedule uh, based on where the opponent was ranked on the day of the game, not the where the opponent is ranked now. 
because Ohio State, if you're putting things together, has played a pretty tough schedule based on where their opponent was ranked on that given day. Sure. Because they played a top Penn State, a top Notre Dame. They're going to play a top Michigan. Yeah. So strength of schedule clearly means something if we're going to see the University of Georgia get bumped too. Because, I mean, right. what's the toughest game Georgia's played up to this point? Um, I was going to say Kentucky, but they did. Uh, I mean, Kentucky did not play well in that game. Um, I yeah. will look. Uh, what the schedule. toughest game I think Georgia's played this year is the one against Auburn. And the reason that one was so tough is because they made it It tough. was close. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was close, and they, um, they started slow, and then they progressively were just slow the whole entire game. Yeah. Wow. Michigan at three. We'll see where this goes, just because I think, okay, we're going to do our final four predictions here in a second, but here's, here's where I think we wind up. Hmm. We're going to wind up with Georgia if they win out. Obviously, yep. if Georgia wins out, that means, that means they beat Bama in the SEC title game. Georgia's in. We're going to see the winner of the Big Ten. Could be Ohio State, could be Michigan. It's one of those two. So it's Georgia, one of Ohio State or Michigan. If FSU wins the ACC, FSU's in. And then we're going to see winner of the Pac-12. Those are the four. Because the winner of the Pac-12 is Washington or Oregon. If any of those fail, we're going to see the winner of the Big 12. Yeah, could be Texas, could be Oklahoma, could be Kansas State. Who knows? Uh, it's not Kansas State. It's not going to be Kansas State. And if and, I think, and, and, and if Alabama somehow I, they makes will it. put Alabama in there, they're putting Alabama in there before they if put. They somehow make it into this college football playoff <laughs> with the season that they have had. I don't know what I will do. <laughs> uh, well, Peyton, I think there's a genuine shot that they do if any of those don't work out. Say that Bama beats Georgia in the SEC title. Please. Say that they do. Okay, Bama wins the Iron Bowl. Bama wins against Georgia in the SEC title game. They finish the year with only that one loss. Right? At that point. Yeah. Let's say say Ohio State loses to Michigan, then Michigan loses the Big Ten championship. Let's say FSU loses... The ACC championship. Not that they will. Let's say, uh, who is it? Oregon is the team that already has the loss in the Pac-12. Let's say there's a two-loss. Or no, that actually doesn't make sense. Washington, Oregon, Texas, and Bama would be the teams at that point. Mm. That that haven't suffered a major defeat. Well, hold on. I got way off the rails there. But yeah, let's say OSU loses... Uh, Georgia loses, Michigan loses, FSU is the team that didn't lose a conference, it's the winner of Washington and Oregon, Texas wins the Big 12, they could be in, Bama winning the SEC over Georgia would be in. Yep. They have a shot. They have a shot. Apparently Ole Miss does too. Yeah, apparently. You know? Yeah, so your your final four predictions, what'd you say? You said UGA. It's... Um, Winner of the Big Georgia. Ten. Georgia, Georgia, winner of the Big Ten. I think it's. Uh, I'm trying to be FSU. as specific as possible here. Yeah, and winner of the Pac-12. Winner of the Pac-12. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I agree. I I somewhat agree with that. I think. Hot take here. I think Michigan. Um, Michigan wins their game against Ohio State. Um, later this year. 
So then it would be UGA, Michigan, FSU, um, Washington, if Washington still does well. Um, yeah. And then, but, like, isn't there a Big Ten, like, championship? I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, sure. there is. I'm sure there is one. So then yeah. Ohio State and Michigan would play again. And then it would just come down to that game, I think. Well, hold on. I don't know what their divisions are like over there. Um, oh, that's true. The yeah. Big Ten. Or if they even yeah. have uh, divisions. Let's see. Big Ten football standings. See, this is how little I've actually paid attention to the Big Ten this year. Yeah, because Michigan and yeah. Ohio State are in the same uh, same division over there in the Big Ten. Yeah, okay. Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State are actually in the same division. Ooh. And Penn State isn't going to be playing in the title game. On the other side, it's Iowa, Minnesota, Nebraska, Wisconsin, Northwestern, Purdue, and Illinois. Iowa just lost to Minnesota. Yeah, so. Bye. Yeah, so Um, the Big Ten championship game at that point for the winner of Ohio State and Michigan is going to win the Big Ten championship because of the available teams in the Big Ten West. Yeah. At least this season. Next season, everything changes, so who knows? That's true, yeah. That is true. Uh, Any games stick out to you this, uh, this upcoming week? I know that... The Jags are on a bye. Um, Jags are on a bye, so we will not um, not be talking about that. We'll probably be talking about we that. just got to not lose the bye week. Like, I can't see anybody get hurt out there. Like, as long as nobody gets hurt. I was, yeah, I was so confused by that. Thing. I was like, <laughs> how do we lose? <laughs> yeah, so. You get the long. alert. Trevor there. Lawrence, there's ACL. We lost the bye no. week. Stop, stop, stop. Okay. Stop. Why would you even say that? Sorry. First game that sticks out to me is Kansas State and Texas. And that sticks out to me just because it's a Big 12 game. And I think, I don't know how the Big 12 works, whether or not it has divisions, but I think that game goes a long way towards deciding who who's playing in the Big 12 championship game. Yeah, that's true. I hope Texas wins, because we I saw Kansas State too, last year. I've been talking about, I've been talking about Texas uh, all year, and yeah. I don't know what's been happening. You know, um, yeah, yeah. So Kansas State, Texas sticks out to me. Uh, that's a good one. Um, Arkansas I'm not and Florida. Gonna, I'm not even going to look at that Notre Dame Clemson game because Clemson's going to get. Dude, I purposely left it off the run sheet because I'm going to say something I'm not supposed to. I'm, I'm going to really say something stupid like a four-loss really Clemson is going to beat Notre Dame. I'm really proud there. Of you. I said. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Well, um, Arkansas UF, I'm interested in just because I live in Gainesville. Um, right, yeah. Got to see how they respond after that horrific loss to Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Speaking of Georgia, they're playing against Missouri, who has put together a pretty good body of work this year. Mizzou. Um, I'm not going to say something stupid like I did last time and say that the University of Georgia is going to lose. I, I think they win yeah. this one. But I think especially, especially they, with their line being at 15 and a half. So, yeah, even if they have a strong start or a slow start, I think the University of Georgia wins. I don't think it matters. Washington, USC. I'm also yeah, interested okay. in. I was, I was I was about to say that one. Um, tickets as low as $50. Yeah. You want to go to Los Angeles? No, I'm just kidding. No, um, I'm good. Yeah, Why no, are I'm you good. interested yeah. in that one? Um. <sighs> Why am I interested in this one? Michael Penix Jr. I think he's just that big of a um that big of a competitor. And that and yeah. He's 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 that dude. He's that dude. So 
hoping that he yeah. has a good game. Um, and so, so does Caleb Williams. It's 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 about it's a battle of the it's a battle of the Heisman, you can call it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I feel like this game this will solidify if Mike Penix Jr. is really going to be um, a, 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 a Heisman finalist. Yeah. Um, I think I think so too. Actually, I think the only reason I'm interested in this game is if USC loses. No, 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 no. If Washington loses, that's the only yeah. thing I think that makes this interesting. I don't think Washington, with its offense the way that it stands, is going to struggle with USC with a defense the way that it stands. But if they do, and Washington's offense has a career worst day, and USC's defense has a career best day then it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's right. also interesting because it's a West Coast game that has like a 10 o'clock East Coast start time. So you know what I'm watching tomorrow night um, or, or two nights from now. Um, as far as the NFL goes, I want to watch the Raiders and the Giants just to watch the dumpster <laughs> fire that that game could be. Yeah. The peewee football Giants versus the no coach Raiders. Andrew Jones is back. No one cares. Okay, great. Yeah, you're better off with Tyrod Taylor, bro. You're better off with a third string. I mean, I forget his name, but anyway. <laughs> you, but you um, made him $50 million. Yeah. Hey, big game, though. Sunday Night Football, Eagles-Cowboys. I am excited Good. about that one. Now, why are you excited about that one? Because uh, I think the Eagles are going to win. I'm going to get on here Monday and bash the Cowboys for 10 minutes straight. Yeah, you're going to get your cowboy hat and your cigar, and you're going to be like, I'm a damn cowboy. Yeah, I'm going to pull off a Stephen A. Um, if the yeah. Cowboys want. I actually may try to go find a place to get a cigar and a cowboy hat. Do you think yeah. they sell those in the same store? Probably. Probably. I think they do. Yeah. Wouldn't put it past them, you know? Yeah. I was going to. I'm, I'm yeah, looking I'm at the interface that out. Uh, but that's only happening if the Cowboys are losing. If the, yeah. if the Cowboys win, there's no way I'm showing up in either one of those. Uh, we got Bills Bengals as well. Uh, oh yeah, playing in Cincinnati. Yep. Um, that's the NBC game. Mm-hmm. That's the NBC Sunday night okay, game. So here's the question I have about that one: mm. Is the name Demar Hamlin spoken before or after kickoff? All throughout the game. All throughout the game. Is the camera on DeMar Hamlin when the team runs out from the tunnel? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I thought so, too. I think oh, so, he, too. Yeah. Um, he, he died on the field. Basically, on that, yeah. On, on so. that field. So, like... So... Yeah. It's definitely gonna happen. Uh, For sure. Yeah. Gonna happen. Yeah. Um, not gonna escape it there. So... Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, what a, what a comeback he's had, man. Um... Even though yeah. like, he, this year he hasn't had like any like anything, I don't, I don't think happened in the sense I haven't heard anything from Demar all season. Yeah. But like for him to even like come back on a football field after what happened is insane to me. So shout yeah. out him, shout out so. And the Jags are on the bye. I mean, hey, Thursday night football is tonight, and what's the matchup that we have? That's a great question. Uh, we have. Titan Steelers. Sorry, yes. I said Titan Steelers. What I should have said was Bears Chargers. Who cares? So that's going to do it for us today yep. here on Diamonds and Hash Marks. Uh, for the final time today, uh, I'm Alex Pichardo, the host and producer. I'm the co-host Peyton Pichardo. You dig? We'll see you later. Yeah, we're going to see all of you on Monday and talk about the Cowboys some more. You got the date right. Mm-hmm.